Luke chapter 17 Jesus said to his disciples, There will always be something that causes people to sin, but anyone who causes them to sin is in for trouble. A person who causes even one of my little followers to sin would be better off thrown into the ocean with a heavy stone tied around their neck. So be careful what you do. Correct any followers of mine who sin and forgive the ones who say they are sorry. Even if one of them ill treats you seven times in one day and says, I am sorry, you should still forgive that person. The apostles said to the Lord, Make our faith stronger. Jesus replied, If you had faith no bigger than a tiny mustard seed, you could tell this mulberry tree to pull itself up, roots and all, and to plant itself in the ocean, and it would. If your servant comes in from ploughing or from taking care of the sheep, would you say, Welcome, come on in and have something to eat? No, you wouldn't say that. You would say, Prepare me something to eat. Get ready to serve me so I can have my meal. Then, later on... You can eat and drink. Servants don't deserve special thanks for doing what they are supposed to do. And that's how it should be with you. When you've done all you should, then say, We are merely servants, and we have simply done our duty. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus went along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, Ten men with leprosy came towards him. They stood at a distance and shouted, Jesus! Master, have pity on us. Jesus looked at them and said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. On their way, they were healed. When one of them discovered that he was healed, he came back shouting praises to God. He bowed down at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. The man was from the country of Samaria. Jesus asked, Weren't ten men healed? Where are the other nine? Why was this foreigner the only one who came back to thank God? Then Jesus told the man, You may get up and go. Your faith has made you well. Some Pharisees asked Jesus when God's kingdom would come. He answered, God's kingdom isn't something you can see. There is no use saying, Look, here it is, or look, there it is. God's kingdom is here with you. Jesus said to his disciples, The time will come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not. When people say to you, look there, or look here, don't go looking for him. The day of the Son of Man will be like lightning flashing across the sky. But first, he must suffer terribly and be rejected by the people of today. When the Son of Man comes, things will be just as they were when Noah lived. People were eating, drinking, and getting married right up to the day when Noah went into the big boat. Then the flood came and drowned everyone on earth. When Lot lived, people were also eating and drinking. They were buying, selling, planting and building. But on the very day Lot left Sodom, fiery flames poured down from the sky and killed everyone. The same will happen on the day when the Son of Man appears. At that time, no one on a rooftop should go down into the house to get anything. No one in a field should go back to the house for anything. Remember what happened to Lot's wife? People who try to save their lives will lose them, and those who lose their lives will save them. On that night, two people will be sleeping in the same bed, but only one will be taken. The other will be left. Two women will be together grinding wheat, but only one will be taken. 
the other will be left. Then Jesus' disciples spoke up. But where will this happen, Lord? Jesus said, where there is a corpse, there will always be vultures. Luke chapter 18 Jesus told his disciples a story about how they should keep on praying and never give up. In a town, there was once a judge who didn't fear God or care about people. In that same town, there was a widow who kept going to the judge and saying, Make sure that I get fair treatment in court. For a while, the judge refused to do anything. Finally, he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about people, I will help this widow because she keeps on bothering me. If I don't help her, she will wear me out. The Lord said, Think about what that crooked judge said. Won't God protect his chosen ones who pray to him day and night? Won't he be concerned for them? He will hurry and help them. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find on this earth anyone with faith? Jesus told a story to some people who thought they were better than others and who looked down on everyone else. Two men went into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood over by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not greedy, dishonest and unfaithful in marriage like other people. And I'm really glad that I'm not like that tax collector over there. I go without eating for two days a week and I give you one-tenth of all I earn. The tax collector stood off at a distance and did not think he was good enough even to look up towards heaven. He was so sorry for what he had done that he pounded his chest and prayed, Gods have pity on me. I am such a sinner. Then Jesus said, When the two men went home, it was the tax collector and not the Pharisee who was pleasing to God. If you put yourself above others, you will be put down. But if you humble yourself, you will be honoured. Some people brought their little children for Jesus to bless. But when the disciples saw them doing this, they told the people to stop bothering him. So Jesus called the children over to him and said, Let the children come to me. Don't try to stop them. People who are like these children belong to God's kingdom. You will never get into God's kingdom unless you enter it like a child. An important man asked Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus said, Why do you call me good? Only God is good. You know the commandments. Be faithful in marriage. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not tell lies about others. Respect your father and mother. He told Jesus, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was a young man. When Jesus heard this, he said, There is one thing you still need to do. Go and sell everything you own. Give the money to the poor and you will have riches in heaven. Then come and be my follower. When the man heard this, he was sad because he was very rich. Jesus saw how sad the man was, so he said, It's terribly hard for rich people to get into God's kingdom. In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into God's kingdom. When the crowd heard this, they asked, how can anyone ever be saved? Jesus replied, There are some things that people cannot do, but God can do anything. Peter said, Remember, 
We left everything to be your followers. Jesus answered, You can be sure that anyone who gives up home or wife or brothers or family or children because of God's kingdom will be given much more in this life and in the future world that they will have eternal life. Jesus took the twelve apostles aside and said, We are now on our way to Jerusalem. Everything that the prophets wrote about the Son of Man will happen there. He will be handed over to foreigners who will make fun of him. Ill-treat him and spit on him. They will beat him and kill him. But three days later he will rise to life. The apostles did not understand what Jesus was talking about. They could not understand, because the meaning of what he said was hidden from them. When Jesus was coming close to Jericho, a blind man sat begging beside the road. The man heard the crowd walking by and asked what was happening. Some people told him that Jesus from Nazareth was passing by. So the blind man shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The people who were going along with Jesus told the man to be quiet. But he shouted even louder, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and told some people to bring the blind man over to him. When the blind man was getting near, Jesus asked, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he answered. Jesus replied, Look, and you will see. Your eyes are healed because of your faith. Straight away the man could see, and he went with Jesus and started thanking God. When the crowd saw what happened, they praised God. Luke chapter 19 Jesus was going through Jericho, where a man named Zacchaeus lived. He was in charge of collecting taxes and was very rich. Jesus was heading his way, and Zacchaeus wanted to see what he was like. But Zacchaeus was a short man and could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree. When Jesus got there, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down, I want to stay with you today. Zacchaeus hurried down and gladly welcomed Jesus. Everyone who saw this started grumbling. This man Zacchaeus is a sinner and Jesus is going home to eat with him. Later that day, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, I will give half my property to the poor and I will now pay back four times as much to everyone I've ever cheated. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today you and your family have been saved because you are a true son of Abraham. The Son of Man came to look for and to save people who are lost. The crowd was still listening to Jesus as he was getting close to Jerusalem. Many of them thought that God's kingdom would soon appear, and Jesus told them this story. A prince once went to a foreign country to be crowned king and then to return. But before leaving, he called in ten servants and gave each of them some money. He told them, Use this to earn more money until I get back. But the people of his country hated him, and they sent messengers to the foreign country to say, We don't want this man to be our king. After the prince had been made king, he returned and called in his servants, he asked them how much they had earned with the money they had been given. The first servant came and said, Sir, with the money you gave me, I've earned ten times as much. That's fine, my good servant, the king said. Since you have shown that you can be trusted with a small amount, you will be given ten cities to rule. The second one came and said, Sir, with the money you gave me, I have earned five times as much. The king said, You will be given five cities. Another servant came and said, Sir, here's your money. 
I kept it safe in a handkerchief. You are a hard man and I was afraid of you. You take what isn't yours and you harvest crops you didn't plant. You worthless servant, the king told him. You have condemned yourself by what you have just said. You knew that I am a hard man, taking what isn't mine and harvesting what I haven't planted. Why didn't you put my money in the bank? On my return, I could have had the money together with interest. Then he said to some other servant standing there, Take the money away from him and give it to the servant who earned ten times as much. But they said, Sir, he already has ten times as much. The king replied, Those who have something will be given more, but everything will be taken away from those who don't have anything. Now bring me the enemies who didn't want me to be their king. Kill them while I watch. When Jesus had finished saying all this, he went on towards Jerusalem. As he was getting near Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples on ahead. He told them, Go into the next village, where you will find a young donkey that has never been ridden. Untie the donkey and bring it here. If anyone asks why you are doing that, just say, The Lord needs it. They went off and found everything just as Jesus had said. While they were untying the donkey, its owners asked, Why are you doing that? They answered, The Lord needs it. Then they led the donkey to Jesus. They put some of their clothes on its back and helped Jesus get on. And as he rode along, the people spread clothes on the road in front of him. When Jesus was setting off down the Mount of Olives, his large crowd of disciples were happy and praised God because of all the miracles they had seen. They shouted, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord! Peace in heaven and glory to God! Some Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, make your disciples stop shouting. But Jesus answered, If they keep quiet, these stones will start shouting. When Jesus came closer and could see Jerusalem, he cried and said, Today your people don't know what will bring them peace. Now it is hidden from them. Jerusalem, the time will come when your enemies will build walls around you to attack you. Armies will surround you and close in on you from every side. They will level you to the ground and kill your people. Not one stone in your buildings will be left on top of another. This will happen because you did not see that God had come to save you. When Jesus entered the temple, he started chasing out the people who were selling things. He told them, the scriptures say, my house should be a place of worship, but you have made it a place where robbers hide. Each day, Jesus kept on teaching in the temple. So the chief priests, the teachers of the law of Moses, and some other important people tried to have him killed. But they could not find a way to do it, because everyone else was eager to listen to him. Luke chapter 20 One day, Jesus was teaching in the temple and telling the good news. So the chief priests, the teachers, and the nation's leaders asked him, What right do you have to do these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I want to ask you a question. Who gave John the right to baptize? Was it God in heaven or merely some human being? They talked this over and said to each other, We can't say that God gave John this right. Jesus will ask us why we didn't believe John. And we can't say that it was merely some human who gave John the right to baptise. The crowd will stone us to death because they think John was a prophet. So they told Jesus, 
We don't know who gave John the right to baptise. Jesus replied, Then I won't tell you who gave me the right to do what I do. Jesus told the people this story. A man once planted a vineyard and let it. Then he left the country for a long time. When it was time to harvest the crop, he sent a servant to ask the tenants for his share of the grapes. But they beat up the servant and sent him away without anything. So the owner sent another servant. The tenants also beat him up. They insulted him terribly and sent him away without a thing. The owner sent a third servant. He was also beaten terribly and thrown out of the vineyard. The owner then said to himself, What am I going to do? I know what. I'll send my son, the one I love so much. They will surely respect him. When a tenant saw the owner's son, they said to one another, Some day he will own the vineyard. Let's kill him. Then we can have it all for ourselves. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Jesus asked, What do you think the owner of the vineyard will do? I'll tell you what. He will come and kill those tenants and let someone else have his vineyard. When the people heard this, they said, This must never happen. But Jesus looked straight at them and said, Then what do the scriptures mean when they say, The stone that the builders tossed aside is now the most important stone of all. Anyone who stumbles over this stone will get hurt and anyone it falls on will be smashed to pieces. The chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses knew that Jesus was talking about them when he was telling this story. They wanted to arrest him at once, but they were afraid of the people. Jesus' enemies kept watching him closely because they wanted to hand him over to the Roman governor. So they sent some men who pretended to be good, but they were really spies, trying to catch Jesus saying something wrong. The spy said to him, Teacher, we know that you teach the truth about what God wants people to do. And you treat everyone with the same respect, no matter who they are. Tell us, should we pay taxes to the emperor or not? Jesus knew that they were trying to trick him, so he told them, Show me a coin. Then he asked, Whose picture and name are on it? The emperor's, they answered. Then he told them, Give the emperor what belongs to him, and give God what belongs to God. Jesus' enemies could not catch him saying anything wrong there in front of the people. They were amazed at his answer and kept quiet. The Sadducees did not believe that people would rise to life after death. So some of them came to Jesus and said, Teacher, Moses wrote that if a married man dies and has no children, his brother should marry the widow. Their first son would then be thought of as the son of the dead brother. There were once seven brothers. The first one married, but died without having any children. The second one married his brother's widow, and he also died without having any children. The same thing happened to the third one. Finally, all seven brothers married that woman and died without having any children. At last, the woman died. When God raises people from death, whose wife will this woman be? All seven brothers had married her. Jesus answered, The people in this world get married, but in the future world no one who is worthy to rise from death will either marry or die. 
They will be like the angels and will be God's children because they have been raised to life. In the story about the burning bush, Moses clearly shows that people will live again. He said, The Lord is the God worshipped by Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So the Lord isn't the God of the dead, but of the living. This means that everyone is alive as far as God is concerned. Some of the teachers of the law of Moses said, Teacher, you have given a good answer. From then on, no one dared to ask Jesus any questions. Jesus asked, Why do people say that the Messiah will be the son of King David? In the book of Psalms, David himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right side until I make your enemies into a footstool for you. David spoke of the Messiah as his Lord, so how can the Messiah be his son? While everyone was listening to Jesus, he said to his disciples, Guard against the teachers of the law of Moses. They love to walk around in long robes and they like to be greeted in the market. They want the front seats in the meeting places and the best seats at banquets. But they cheat widows out of their homes and then pray long prayers just to show off. These teachers will be punished most of all.